following podcast is for mature audiences only. It may contain explicit language or content. If you are under the age of 18, Fortnite is calling you. Plus, this podcast will most certainly contain nudity, and you don't want to hear that. Welcome to the New with Tags podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Jamie. We are a longtime married couple enjoying the latest chapter in our lives. We hope that through sharing our personal insights and the advice we'd give our 20-year-old selves, we will encourage you to live your most authentic life wherever you are in your journey. Hey, I thought this was supposed to be a sexy podcast. And yes, there will be some fun and sexy stories while I wear my new tag lingerie. Let's get started. What are we waiting for? Carpe diem. Seize the day. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jamie. How are you tonight? Doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am doing great. I'm going to start this time with what you're wearing, because this is one of the most beautiful outfits you've ever owned, let alone that you've worn for recording. you got us actually somewhat matching outfits. I say they are matching, but they are matching. I, I say somewhat because I'm not wearing lace. Well, no, you don't have any lace on I yours. do not have lace. What you're wearing, though, mm-hmm. you're wearing on the outside a robe mm-hmm. that is slate gray satin. Mm-hmm. But from the shoulders to about three-quarter sleeves is lace and a sheer material, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then down by the, the three-quarters by the wrist is, is satin again mm-hmm. for the robe. And underneath, you have a nightgown, which is... Let me undo my robe just so you can see Excellent. Better. That would be great. I'll help, help a brother out. Help now. a brother out. Um, it was a little cold earlier, so I needed to belt the robe. <laughs> I, I noticed was, it was cold was just from cold. here. <laughs> the cold uh, indicators were on today. They're always on, though. They're always on. But this is a, a slate gray satin as well, but it is lace from the top. It's a halter down around around the bodice, trails around each side to the back, where the back is a kind of a scoop back with crosses of strappy <laughs> satin, but the lace angles down in the corners, almost to the hips. It's the same lace ang- that's on the yes, robe, that's sheer. Yes, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I like it a lot. Thank you. I actually got it on Etsy. And so I bought you a matching robe. So you're sitting across from me in a matching robe with no lace. Don't do lace. Don't do lace. You couldn't fit in my robe. And but I've never tried, just for the record. No, and that, I will not. No, you wouldn't be able to fit into it. You're, you couldn't even get your hand through the no. armholes because it's pretty narrow. But anyway, so I bought you a robe. So you and I have matching robes. Excellent. Yes, but thank you for noticing. Oh, yeah, it's hard not to notice. Just saying. It's beautiful. I love it. I love you it. You look very nice today, it's too. super comfortable. Thank you. But the outfit's beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. So it's been a really good month. It has. It's been a really good month. We got to visit our happy place. Yes, we did. We went to Pearl again. Mm-hmm. Got to see some of our friends and some of our friends that were the our original tribe. Yeah. Like from the first time yeah. we went. That's mm-hmm. just pretty cool. November tends to have a lot of that overlap yeah there were a lot of people who didn't make it mm-hmm. um just because of covid and issues yeah and you know not wanting to you know not wanting to risk it so yeah i mean but it was wonderful to see friends and just hang out and meet new friends that's always the best part it was and we got to see richard norton from room 77 we had dinner with them which we was did. so much fun it was it was they, it was a lot of fun they gave us a nice shout out on there they the did podcast. and appreciate it very much but and you, apparently i'm a low talker you, which is no news to anyone yes and we we saw the mr and mrs jones from yep, we got a thing in, they came in for their takeover right before we left mm-hmm. we overlapped a little over a day yeah we were at the hot tub. They didn't have any. It had rained. We had a lot of rain. So there were a lot of hurricanes in October. And we went early November. And we still had a ton of the rain. Yep. This was the worst the worst weather we'd had. It was still beautiful. And, you know, I have no complaints at all. But it was, it was just rainy. And so they wouldn't put the towels in the little cubbies at Pearl when it was by the jacuzzi. And so we're walking back from the jacuzzi. And I give you my towel. Thank you. You're welcome. And so I'm just walking naked because, you know, it's Pearl. Who cares? And we run into the Joneses and I'm like, dang nabbit. I'm like. We ran into them three times and each time we were unclothed and they were clothed. I'm yes. Like, if we, we do were, really unclothed. Yeah. And if they were unclothed, it wouldn't have mattered. But no. like, we just. Um, Awkward. Yeah. So it was it was nice getting to put faces with names. And, yes. It was and nice so, meeting them. Yep. And they gave us a nice shout out too. So why don't we move on to our media or social media parts? Yeah. So 
we actually, so we mentioned the last time that I made it onto Irish TikTok. You did. And that we had a listener in Ireland. And that person, and you say that we have more than one, but from my perspective, our one listener yes, in from Ireland. From your perspective, it's one. But we, we do have more. And thank you for reaching out. Yes, reached out to us and sent us an email. It was wonderful. Like, I just, I love those. Like, I, I love getting those emails. And it was just, it was a nice... A nice conversation, and if I if travel ever opens back up and I make it back over to Ireland, because I'm in Europe three or four times a year, I might just have to stop and have a, a drink at the pub with him. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of listeners, a big shout out and thank you to all of our listeners who have left us a review. Keep doing that. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So a couple of weeks ago, I had spotted on TikTok a video that was actually posted of an older gentleman who was saving his puppy from an alligator. So the camera was actually set up by the Florida Wildlife Federation. And so it's this, this Richard Wilbanks was the gentleman's name who was with his, this little white puppy um, gunner got snatched up by the alligator. He said it happened like super fast. The alligator like darted up out of the water, took the, clapped the little puppy in his mouth and went and took him underwater. That's what have that's how alligators and I assume crocodiles mm -hmm. both kill their um, food as they drown them. And so you see this guy, this old man charging into the water and he like pulls the alligator up out of the water. And he's literally prying the alligator's mouth open to get the puppy out of his mouth. And so I had seen it and I was like, okay, that's going to be our social media. I'd put it in our notes and, you know, the kids came home. And so we didn't get to podcasting. And somebody pointed out, it was actually Barstool Sports, had posted that video, tweeted that video. And, and they're like, I didn't even notice this, this older man who literally goes into the water, like jumps in the water. He's got his cigar. He never loses his cigar. Never lost it the whole time. Cigar is in his mouth as he pulls the puppy out. The good news is puppy was fine. The guy's hands were all like scraped and bit up. But I think that they said the uh, puppy had one puncture wound. Mm -hmm. Good news story out of all of it. He's the hero. He is the hero. Yeah, he didn't lose his hat, didn't lose his sunglasses, and most importantly, didn't lose his cigar, although the cigar got wet. So, um, but anyway, I just thought that was... So we, we actually tweeted it when it came out from Barstool Sports. I couldn't resist because I'd been following the story and it was... Is adorable, um, and so he he truly is the original gangsta. Yep. Like, he is the OG man. I'll tell you how do you, I don't know how he how he did that, but there was no question he was not going to get that puppy, and he wasn't going to lose that cigar. No. Oh, I know there was one other thing I was going to talk about. Yes. The new feature on Twitter. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll call it a feature. It's it's a feature. I I, I get it. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. So it's called a fleet. It's like an Instagram story or a Snapchat story. It goes away in 24 hours. But so I'm a nurse. And so they beta tested this in like India and somewhere else. I want to say somewhere in South America, Central or South America. I can't remember. Not now. here. Not here. Because anyone who's in the medical profession or who's taken care of an elderly relative likely would know that the I would assume I don't didn't verify this fact but I'm going to say according the world according to Jamie the number one retail enema supply company or enema brand is fleets yep. and it's spelled exactly the same and I'm like okay this they didn't nobody did any focused market studies in the U.S. or the people like me who are in the medical profession who know it just find it funny that they named the these sort of 24-hour tweets. Um, where the shit just goes away. Where the shit just goes away, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and, and I'm no social media, I'm not that socially media savvy, um, but I think that, you know, I don't see a lot of people adapting them. I see no. some of them. Just a handful of but the what's ones interesting we're of the associated with. yeah. It's usually the same ones who have Insta stories. Mm -hmm, true. I mean, I think they're just used to that feature. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's it's interesting to see what will happen with that. Again, it's not an original thought, but I did just find the name of it hysterical. Yeah. 
So for all of my fellow healthcare workers out there who who also found it funny. It's time to go do fleets. You're, you're, <laughs> you, you truly are part of my tribe. We can be friends. So I think that's all I've got on social media for today. Okay. Well, why don't we move to the letter from Jamie? Yeah. So this letter to myself is a little different. Normally, I would write to my 20-year-old self, uh, but my 20-year-old self would not have any clue. Nope. None. Um, so um, I'm writing this letter to my 2015 Yes. Five, old self. Five years yourself. ago. Yourself. Yeah. Five years ago. So um, on that note, let's move to the letter, Kay. Let's do. Dear 2015 Jamie, I'm sending you a letter from 2020. I know that seems crazy, but let me tell you what a difference five years will make. You and Paul have just gotten home from a sexy weekend away. You even did some role play. You guys went to an upscale restaurant and you role played letting a stranger pick you up at the bar and buy you dinner, like a hot wife. Paul has been talking about how he would be really interested in seeing you with another man. You talked and flirted like you didn't know one another. You even snuck away to text Paul about what was happening. This was exciting and taboo, but you also felt an underlying unease during that role play. That's what makes you say, "Mm, nope, not going to do it. So, fast forward to me today, sitting here writing you this letter. Did you know that there are normal people out there who are swingers? I know, right? Who knew? Guess what? You and Paul are one of them. No, no, seriously, you are, and it's all you're doing. You will find your tribe. You will create rules and a couple of them will fall by the wayside early on as you find your way. You think that you are pretty set in those rules until one day you find yourself questioning why you created the rules and are they really more nuanced than that. It will take you, the person who can always see multiple facets of a situation, almost four years to see the nuances. I don't have all the answers for you, but keep an open mind, keep your eyes open, and buckle up. It's a great ride. So what do you remember about that trip downtown? That was a fun role-playing trip for one. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed, well, it was kind of the first time we did that. You try to pick somebody up at the bar. And it was a very nice upscale restaurant. Mm-hmm. And disappointingly, the only time probably no people at the bar. No, because it was snowy. It was that, it was slushy and it was nasty. The weather was just nasty. It was a good night, good uh, weekend to be in. But... It was. And when we had dinner, but, but what do I remember about it mm-hmm. was during dinner, and you role played it so well that you would break away and go to the restroom like you were on a date and texting me of how the date was going, mm-hmm. which was really fun because I'm the one who's on the date. Mm-hmm. That was that was fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would work as well as it did because sometimes the role playing we do is really works and sometimes it really doesn't. <laughs> but that was a really works. That, it was, that was not on our fails. fails no, podcast, it was, was a it? it was a very good one, yeah. and it was entertaining. And I'm not so certain that the server wasn't onto what we were doing <laughs> which kind of made it even more fun yeah it was exciting mm-hmm. it was different it we was just had a different you, you used the word taboo in your letter and it wasn't necessarily taboo but it was exciting and on, on the edge a little bit for yeah. us at, so, at the time I mean, we weren't even remotely in the lifestyle no they didn't even know it existed no that's true but it was well, we were always trying to up uh, i'll say up the game but just <laughs> Push our boundaries. Yes. That was another one we pushed because you weren't comfortable with it. Because we, I wouldn't even say we tried it before. It didn't work, whatever we did. But that was, that was one where we were both just in the moment and played it out and it worked. Yeah. I mean, it worked for, I mean, we had like the whole meal. Mm-hmm. The couple cab, hours. The and... cab ride back to the hotel. True. We got back to the hotel and I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I mean, and and I do, I think, so I used the word taboo on purpose because certainly then, five years ago, I had no idea about consensual non-monogamy. That wasn't even 
a thing. The only thing I'd ever really heard of or known about was cheating, right? It was mm-hmm. adultery. I mean, like mm-hmm. cheating, cheating. Mm-hmm. And and that's why it was so taboo. And I that's, I mean, I I, I could carry out, I mean, it's, it's the drama queen in me. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> that's the, I'm a theater kid. Um, right. So I was, well, I, I was in theater, but I Does wasn't Does it mean the you're a drama queen just no. because you were in theater? No. That's a whole different topic. That's true. <laughs> true um but but i am i am a theater kid at heart at some level like it was super fun at the bar like it was great fun and even at dinner like we were starting early and we got kind of halfway almost three quarters way through the meal and i broke away that's when i was like sending you texts from the bathroom and i can remember at one point i'm like i started getting a little queasy like it just i i didn't have any scaffolding to hang the scenario the situation on which is why i mean we got back to the hotel room and you were i mean you were still there and i'm like i can't i can't role play this anymore like i can't i can't we're done like i was Mm -hmm. done that was as far as i could take it um because again the idea of having sex with another man i i had no i had no scaffolding to hang those thoughts on that weren't what society tells us is bad and wrong. And the only way you do that is if you're cheating, right? Like that, that was, that was the paradigm I had. And I was a little bit at the other end of the spectrum of, I was a little disappointed. There wasn't anybody else at the bar to at least flirt with you. Yeah. Cause that would have been, at least the flirting part would have been entertaining. Yeah. Cause we never had that before. No. No, I do remember. So I'm going to go back into the way back. You ready? The way back machine. Mm-hmm. So I can remember we were really newly married. Right. And I can remember being at a hotel in your parents' hometown and sort of role playing this whole light that we sort of did that same thing. And, you know, I, and we just, I just couldn't. I mean, I, we, I laughed my way through it, honestly. I do remember you laughing your way through it going, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> it's like, I can't do this. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. It didn't even make it far enough to be an epic fail. So it's just like <laughs> fail. It was just Failure yeah. to launch is what it that was, was. It was a failure to launch. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. So, um, but but that was, you know, I, I think you're right. We We did always try to push boundaries i mean that that's we always have been our theme i mean that's been a theme of our marriage that's your theme let's be honest we did before we were not only before we were married or before we dated you were dating someone else and we probably pushed boundaries a little bit because we flirted when you were oh yeah engaged to someone else there's that so so maybe it is really my authentic self it is your authentic (laughs) self it's not anything new nothing new so yeah Yeah, but I felt horrible guilt over that. But anyway, um, I think, yeah, I, I, you know, we have, we have historically in our marriage pushed boundaries. I mean, we have explored kink. We have explored, you know, we sort of then got several in, different kinds of kink. Yeah, and and it all worked for that chapter. I mean, the we've chapter. had a lot of chapters. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I were to write a book about our marriage, we have a lot of different chapters. And I'm, I'm, it's interesting that, you know, we sort of found the lifestyle and I sort of closed the chapter, the sort of BDSM chapter, I mean, for two years. I was like, not, not interested, not, which is really odd. And we've talked about um, our trip, our our hotel takeover. Um, I think we've talked about it on the podcast Mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, maybe that door isn't really closed. And, Mm -hmm. And we have found, I think partly because of COVID. And we're having less and less um, interaction with other people. With humans. With humans. And I think that has pushed us to kind of come back or pushed me to come back to some of those things that helped bring a level of excitement and non-vanilla-ness into our life. I mean, we, we have been pretty non-vanilla or a good portion of our marriage, we're just finding different flavors of not vanilla now. We always have pushed the envelope a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that excites both of us to just 
cross a boundary together. You like to push my boundaries. I like to push your boundaries and you like when I do. I'm not getting at, used not, to it. Not at the moment, but you like it once you're over the boundary. Yeah. Or when you're crossing the boundary, probably the most. Yeah. I mentioned we sort of closed the chapter a couple of years ago on our, on our, the sort of the kinkiness, which we're kind of pulling back in. But when we, you know, when we started in the lifestyle, you know, we, we had a list of rules before we ever went to our, on our first visit to Pearl. Because that was how we, that's how we were introduced to the lifestyle. I'd never really heard of it until this, we were exploring that vacation. We've talked about that in the past and I'm not going to, don't talk about it today, but you know, we had rules. And so I was trying to think about what our rules were when we started. And the very first one, yeah, you're smiling at me. Yeah, I am. The very first one was no kissing. Yep. That didn't last. It didn't last. As long as we thought it might. No, because I realized it wasn't in my family growing up. We were not super demonstrative people. We, I, I knew my parents loved me. I knew, like, I knew all of that stuff, but we weren't huggers. We weren't, you know, you didn't greet an aunt or an uncle with a hug and a kiss. Um, it just wasn't, it wasn't the dynamic I was raised in. When I joined your family, your, you guys hug everybody. I mean, that's, you know, like I think the first time I met your parents, they gave me a hug. Really weird for me at the time. And I have pulled that dynamic forward into my adult life, right? The new, the new dynamic, hugging, touching, those kinds of things. But I think at some level, you know, this whole idea of no kissing was because in my head, especially, you know, growing up in a family where we didn't even hug people that we were immediate family with, the idea of kissing somebody was only in the very romantic intimacy intimates yes intimacy and it just seemed horribly intimate and as we walked into the swinging lifestyle i think you know at that point i was like oh wait no this is not what this is right and it didn't take me long to have that paradigm shift but i mean that was one of our rules at the beginning i mean i think that was the first rule it was the first rule and so you know some of our other rules and and some of the rules that we still have right? Were condoms. It's always, 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 you know, we were very concerned about our health and safety. I don't ever see that rule ever changing, right? So that's kind of our cardinal rule. And so then the third rule was that we talked about was the same room play. And with this trip, I mean, we started talking even before, before this trip, we started talking about whether that is the rule that we want and why. I think the why, from my perspective, I feed off of your energy. And yeah. more and more, I like, I like watching your pleasure, mm-hmm. whether it's with me or someone else. I've always liked that. Mm-hmm. And I think you're starting to be the same way with me. Yeah. Because you, you've not always been a visual person. No. I like to watch, but I don't necessarily feed off that energy. No. It's different. Mm-hmm. But I can le- enjoy watching now you know, talking about how hot it is and whatever. And so that part of it, I really like. My reason for the rule initially was safety. True. That was a big part of if something goes wrong and I need to tap out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're a petite individual. I am. And have a tough time fighting off for yourself, I would imagine. Yes. I mean, there is, there is part of that. And wouldn't want to put you in that situation. Right. And so that was, that's a driving force for that rule for, for me, but we've been contemplating whether that rule is necessary all the time, right? We're talking about nuance. So I think, I think, I think that rule is becoming more nuanced for us. If, if the situation presented itself again to play, I would not feel uncomfortable at all playing with any of the people that we've played with. And I'm going to put the one bad night off to the side because mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can park that one. I would not worry for my safety. I would not worry for, you know. And, and I wouldn't either. Yeah. I mean, we've been very fortunate to have a good group of friends that mm-hmm. we've, I mean, we don't play a lot. No. And our, our play styles vary when we do play. Oh, yeah. But the, the gentlemen that we've been with have been very respectful yes so, the men and women have been respectful correct 
and we try to be in return. Yeah. Sometimes to a fault as well, but yeah, that's okay. But I think, you know, it was, it was just interesting because again, we went to Pearl and there were people who we have known, some of whom we've played with, some of them we just know. Um, and the, you know, the question, you know, was you're talking as you go. Okay. So if this opportunity presented itself, how, you know, how would we feel about that? And we were both, particularly with that group of people that we were going to be with, but just having that conversation both open to, you know, maybe that's not a hard and fast rule, right? To be in the same room. Correct. Yeah. Um, the rule that we really are here to talk about tonight, I didn't even mention before, which was we'll always play as couples, right? Mm -hmm. We're exploring that boundary. We are. Yeah. At least talking about it to this point. Yeah. I, I, I we, still don't know. No, we were kind of halfway there by surprise on our trip. Well, that's what really sort of solidified it. We've been talking a little bit before we went. I still, to me, this is still kind of a couple sport. So I struggle with that versus the, it's, it's a lot easier to find chemistry with one person than two. And, and actually we had, we had met a couple when we were down at Pearl and really attractive couple. Yeah. Um, we had, we had the rare four away chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. And had great, had a great time, just talked and laughed in the pool, had dinner with them a couple nights with other couples. And, and so we were sort of playing it out. The Friday was kind of a nice night for them. And so we were going to have a dinner with all four of us and, we planned it a couple of three nights before. Yeah. I mean, we planned it on Tuesday or Wednesday and, and, um, sort of, were, you know, I'll say it was, it was kind of this really nice slow burn, right? It was mm -hmm. just kind of fun. It's, it's fun to be able to play that out. That's, that's one of the nice things about going to a resort where, you know, you're with the same people for three, five, seven days. You spend a lot of time with them. You spend a lot of time with them. And he was, he was the epitome of a gentleman. I mean, it took him two to three days. Um, and it wasn't until we were, playing basketball. basketball um in the pool and you know he at one point he was trying to i can't remember where he had his hands but i'm like there are better places for your hands than like mm -hmm. up in the air or something like that and you're an aggressive basketball player just saying <laughs> i'm gonna i play aggressive defense you do you do um for those lucky enough to be on offense you're, you're a good this sport is true <laughs> it's but the it, years of collegiate experience playing is. basketball for you. It is. Were you pro for a while too? I was. I'm I sure. was. Yeah, <clears throat> I was drafted. The five foot and under league. Yeah. Is that what it was? Um, hey, I coached, but I. But it was funny. At one point, the guys got a little serious and they were scoring, and I'm like, "Well, this is just bullshit." So, like, because I was just basically hanging back and playing defense, right? And at one point, I, you know, I was finally like. I actually looked at this person who we were talking about and I'm like, well, this is just bullshit. And so I go down and I'm like, you know, I took the shot. I was like, we are going to score because these guys are getting a little too serious. So I'm like, this is, you know, we had the women who, you know, had never played basketball before on, you know, shooting the As basket. As it should be. As it it's should more be. more fun that way. It was way more fun that way. Uh, and they finally. Why do they keep score? I don't know. I don't know. So the women can win. Yeah. Everybody wins. Yeah, everybody wins. But anyway, he just super respectful, had had great chemistry. And so, um, you know, we're sort of like, okay, this this is gonna be the night. And we had talked about it with them, not not explicitly. I mean, we talked about, you know, would you be interested? Is this something, you know, we we had, had the conversations leading up to it. And we show up to dinner and the husband shows up. Mm-hmm. And the wife was passed out drunk. Yeah. Like gone, gone. Gone, gone. So he gave me the opportunity to go try to wake her up three and four times. Didn't happen. She was out. She was out, bless her heart. Um So we lost out to alcohol. We did. So we had dinner with him. It's a and wonderful time, we actually. We had a great time. It was really great getting to know him. And so then we hung out and we had it was a late dinner. And so we had hung out, the band was playing for a little bit and the club opened up. And so we went in and danced and, and you're a great dancer, but he is a, an exceptional dancer. Yeah. And I was coming off of an injury and I couldn't, my foot, I couldn't mm -hmm. dance. So I'm like, well, you two dance. It was so much fun to watch you two dance. 
And I, I like to watch you dance in general, but this gentleman was really good. He was a really good dancer. And it was fun just, to, you know, you were lost in the moment, just mm-hmm. having a good time mm-hmm. dancing. That was fun to watch. It was. And and it was so, I you know, I was having a great time and I was, I was checking in with you. Like you were sort of standing off to the side and... I kept, I kept looking at you like, okay, are you okay? Like, are you okay? Are you okay with this? And it was, um, I enjoyed it. And it was that I was, even in that moment, I was having, um, thoughts about the future. So I will say I never had a conversation nor had he had a conversation with his wife about, okay, what if you pass out drunk? That was not an option that on the table. Not an option on the table. For discussion. Like, would you be okay if he played by himself? And mm-hmm. and they they have some of that dynamic, mm-hmm. but because we neither one of us none of us talked about it had had explicitly had that conversation with her. We, we knew it was off the table. I mean, we, and we talked about it. I'm like, you know, this is I got to be honest. Like, you know, this is this is kind of what we I was hoping would happen, but. You know, I'm 98% sure she'd mm-hmm. be okay. And so is he. And I'm like, you know what? We're the fact that neither one of us are 98 yeah, or 100%. That's right. We were just not going to do it. And so it was kind of fun because then it was more just we got to enjoy the moment and there was no expectations, literally. Um, but during that time, because we'd been having those conversations before we went, right? We'd been having the conversations about, Mm-hmm. You know, do we want to switch things up? Do we want to add this to our play style? That I was like, okay, I, this is interesting. I don't think that I could have you there. Um, because I was, um, I, I'm going to say I was worried about you, because, but it was not, I was not worried. I mean, obviously you were fine with it. Like I kept looking mm-hmm. over, you were giving me the sort of that smirky smile that you give me. And I could tell you were happy I was enjoying myself. You were I was completely with, I was with Luis making me Long Island. Yes. Yes. Not, not realizing I probably had seven or eight by that point, but <laughs> um, good, good place. But we had, I mean, it was just, but, but in my head, even as we were dancing, I'm like, okay, so this would be kind of what it would be like. It's certainly it's it's that experience making it a reality not reality that's not the right word it's the fact that i have the scaffolding the fallback maybe, yes maybe that's the that's, framework to fall back on yes mm-hmm. that i can go okay this is so again i'm not uncomfortable at all because i certainly understand ethical non-monogamy now like i get it i get it i still am not sure how i feel i still feel like we're in this together and we are. And we are. And, and Whatever even, this is. Yeah. But you know, I... The, the this mm-hmm. has evolved. It has. And it's evolved forward and backward and sideways. And, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It works for us. And, you know, I just think I'm no good at telling stories. That's, well, that's not 100% true. You think you're no good. You you want you always want more detail than I can I give you. Even, like, after we've played together with a couple. Like, I'm sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, it was great here's the high level things that we did and like that's that's why we podcast you find it more comfortable telling people we don't know details of sexy stories than me no that's not true it's not that i'm not comfortable Um, but you usually are the one who's adding the color on these sexy i'm color commentator that's true but i'm not a play-by-play guy no but you know as as we have as we've thought about this and explored this option we have some friends who have done the hot wife play style that's their predominant style that's their predominant style and we've actually had we've talked about them here on the podcast wonderful people they're amazing people um and hold a very special place in my heart and so i actually reached out to cam and brandy and said hey here's what's kind of going on with paul and i and you know we're interested in maybe exploring this but i'm still not sure would you be interested in answering some questions that we can use on the podcast? So let's let's hear from Kevin Brandy. Hello, new with tags. Paul and Jamie, this is Cam and Brandy here to answer your questions. Did you start out playing with others, hot wifing, or something else? So we actually started in a hot wife situation, and I played alone several times before we... Actually, we're in a true swinging 
scenario, right? Yeah. We had talked about it several times, you know, amongst ourselves. And as that talk escalated, then a an opportunity presented itself while you were out on the road. And I got that final, are you sure about this text? And you went on a date. What is your preferred play style? Do you still play both ways or more? Does Cam ever play alone? So I guess if I were to answer as an individual, I would say that exploring my sexuality has been easier playing on my own and probably lessens the inhibitions I would have if Cam was present. I don't mean that to undermine or lessen the experiences we've had together at this point necessarily. And we haven't played a ton together, really, in the lifestyle. Probably 90% has been you alone. Yeah, I think that would probably be the case for sure. Talk about the experience you had when you went to that club with one of your guys and the experience that he gave you that I probably couldn't and probably wouldn't. Interesting. So when I have an experience with a male that I have been, this is an old-fashioned word, but courted by, or somebody who has been texting or been on one of the apps, sending messages. Not somebody that you met in a bar and just went upstairs. Right, right, right. Yeah. Primarily it's been that I've met them or spoken with them, and, and even more than that, you've actually been the one that had the first interaction Yeah. with individuals. I think... One of the differences that I find in that experience from our, our our home life and how our marriage is, is that there is a lead up time much longer than what we would have on a normal ex- date, right? Right. So we might know that we're going on a date next Friday, but before we leave for a date, we have to arrange babysitters and pick up the house and make sure somebody's watching the dog and yeah. so on and so forth. So it becomes a big ordeal that you almost spend three quarters of the night just getting in the mode of being on a date and sexual beings. Yeah. Otherwise you're trying to rush something or push something in a situation that's not as comfortable. So I think when I'm able to play with um, gentlemen that I have been speaking with, there's almost 24, 48 hours or two weeks of foreplay. Yeah. And so by the time those situations happen, you're already in a mindset of this sexual being versus forcing it into your routine days and events and evenings. And so I think that the experience that you're speaking about that occurred at the uh, going to a club, a swingers club, with someone else was, I actually knew we were going ahead of time. We were going to have an afternoon to hang out and get to know each other better. And then we were going as a couple to this party. We had a profile that told very clearly who we were, um, that we were not married and what the relationship was. And so people knew that when they saw us, we had pictures on there and there was an excitement in all of that. And there was a cool opportunity to shock people a bit um, in that, they couldn't believe that was the situation or are you guys married? And we would say, no, but my husband knows I'm here or whatever. I think the part of that night that you're talking about with my inhibitions would be that I was more or less um, open to sex in the open areas where there were people watching. In um, more of a submissive type role. Mm-hmm. Than what I mo- maybe am not in our relationship. You can speak to that, I guess, but... The um, other opportunity was a really steamy situation where I actually was put into stirrups on a medical table and um, lots of different sexual acts occurred in that position, again, on display. And I think when you and I debriefed a bit, it was interesting to talk about why I wouldn't do that with you and why... I almost wouldn't want you to experience me that vulnerable yeah, or that um, dominated or told what to do because 
that's not our relationship necessarily, and we're very equal. And I yeah, and I would have a very hard time fulfilling that dom role over you, for sure. Yeah, and I think we've talked about not just that night, but others. I'm not even sure when we've talked about um, spanking or other types of domination in our own bedroom. I'm not saying you're not willing to fulfill those fantasies, but I think it is more, I feel my perception is it's more difficult for you. Yeah. I, and I have to be really in the right place to do that. Not that I can't get there and I haven't at times. It's just not my comfort zone with you. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think all of these experience, whether it's, it's a couple in the lifestyle or swinging or hot wifing or, all of the million different words you can characterize how we are. I think all of it's meant to be additive. And it doesn't necessarily, I wouldn't say that it's fulfilling something I was missing. It's more about adding on to that experience. And it's not that you're not giving me something I want. It's that I'm in a situation now to receive something that I didn't know I wanted. And from my side, preferred play style, I don't know. 100%. This is a journey for me that for at the very, very beginning, I didn't know that I wanted to play with others at all. I do, as it turned out, as it kind of morphed into that. But my excitement has probably always been this side. Um, And with your encouragement, I haven't acted upon it yet, but you have started to recently encourage me to maybe look around to play on my own. And again, it hasn't happened yet. So that is yet to be determined. And I I think that it would have to be the right person, but I think I'm also like you. I like the chase and the fun leading up to as much as the act. I mean, even when when we've been with couples together, we enjoy the time, the cocktail hour, the flirting, the, um, I've always been very into the the scene of he's with my wife and I'm with his, and you may switch back at some point, you know, even sitting in a bar or whatever, and that's that's really exciting to me. That's interesting too, though, because I think that's some of the difference between the two of you, and we obviously have talked about this more than once uh, in this journey. One, nothing was missing necessarily in our sex life, right? No. I mean, I feel like this is all this added to it, right? I think this has all been additive in that space. But I think that women are not often willing, I guess, to admit the fact that I can compartmentalize my quote-unquote relationships with other men. So I can say something to them in an intimate situation that maybe crosses what some folks would say is a line, right? Like I can beg for things or I can tell them I have feelings for them, but I can also then get in my car and turn that off and go back to my other life. It's not something that lingers on me. So I think I have the ability to compartmentalize what those relationships mean to me and where they are in my life. I think you, I don't want to call you more sensitive, but I feel like that's harder for you. I feel like I have relationships all over and I give some of them, all of me, and I give my relationship as a daughter sometimes is not as all-inclusive, right? Sometimes yeah. it's very superficial. Sometimes my friendships are superficial, but then I have friends that I have deep relationships with. I feel like you are more relational, and I feel like that you need to have feelings or a longer-term emotion maybe involved, would you say? I don't know. Yeah, and and part of the allure to all of this for me has at times not, you know, full disclosure has been the detriment too. Um, it's very arousing to me to know that you do have some sort of feelings for the other person. That can also be a little scary at times. And um, we've had some tense moments where I was like, eh, what's going on here? You know, and and but that's when versus me starting to have doubts and it's only happened a few times but i say a few times a couple of times but that's when i have to go back to our relationship and remind myself that you know that's and you've described it as a as a what do you 
a get well not I'm trying to think of the word it's an escape. getaway escape. Yeah. It's an escape the, for me. Right. Right. Like so I think right now we're all working in a world different right. with, the, with the pandemic than what it was prior. And so I was used to traveling, right? Like my escape was I was in a hotel room by myself X amount of nights a week and or with coworkers that I had even just nice dinners with and kind of just fulfilled this other side of me. So when I've now been home and I don't feel like I'm ever not a mom in this situation, I have looked for those opportunities to, to escape. And I can, good or bad, judge, <laughs> don't judge, but I can turn off real life for whatever that time period is. Yeah. If it's two or four hours and say, like, that's all being taken care of. And I can do that because you take care of it. Right. And I understand that. But I can also then let my mind just go and just be this sexual woman versus the mom that can't go to the restroom without a toddler. So it is definitely an escape for me. And I would say I have played, you were talking about some of those emotions where things have gotten further than maybe you felt comfortable with or that we had to have discussions about. I have only had a few instances of a short-term rendezvous, right? Like there's only been a couple that were more or less a one-night stand most yeah. of them have been ongoing at some right yeah increment yeah i mean for the most part i, I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily say boyfriends but yeah someone probably could and and there's one that probably still i would say serves that role i mean you talk to him or text him daily right mm-hmm. i mean so yeah. i would say that if if there's anybody that's Close to that role of a boyfriend. I mean, I would say you have it. Can you describe the draw or excitement that you feel with hot wifing? For me, the excitement has always been you being fulfilled to excess. You know, I, I have. I think I fulfill you for the most part at home, but the fact that you can add to that and know that you can send me a picture or a text and be like, oh, my God, and that's very fulfilling to me. All right, Paul and Jamie, I hope that uh, we got some questions answered, and I think there's a pretty decent chance where you have a lot more, so maybe we'll have to do this again sometime. Well, thank you, Cam and Brandy. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate your input on that topic, and it got us thinking about more questions to ask you already. Yeah, Brandy, I'll be reaching out to you. So it actually got me thinking of something we haven't talked about for this episode. What's that? We've talked about kind of the hot wife or at least solo play for you, mm-hmm. but we haven't talked about the solo play for both of us of me being with somebody, you mm-hmm. being with somebody. We kind of have done that in the same room before. Yeah. We have been in the same room where, where you've played with somebody and I've watched with the other spouse and vice versa. Yeah. So that's maybe a topic for a different, different day. But we have been on the fringe of that. We have been on the fringe a couple of times Mm -hmm. and it's something we're still talking about. Yeah. And, and I had no, I had no problem certainly at the time, you know, again. And we talked about it beforehand each time. Well, that's not exactly true. That's true. Okay. The one time. (laughs) Um, I tell you, alcohol is our nemesis in a lot of these situations. Um, not not our alcohol consumption, other people's alcohol other, consumption. Other people's alcohol consumption. That and pot, and it's, you know, these controlled substances. But anyway, I think that, you know, we have had, so, you know, where where you have played, and, and again, I felt zero qualms about it, right? And, and I, you know, I enjoy watching you, and, and, but it's not a thing for me. So I think... If you were to play by yourself, not as a couple, not just kind of what we've done in the past. Okay. But if you, if you were to play with someone else with me not being there in, in sort of the same situation that we're talking, we've been talking about with hot wifing, I don't think I would have a problem with it. I think it would have to be somebody we know. And and when I mean, no, it could be somebody we just had dinner with. Like I would have to meet them and know them and assess them. Um, and I mean, build at least some trust. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think there is a woman's intuition that, true, um, true. you know, we don't want crazy. Um, we don't do well We with don't crazy. want drama. 
it is fortunately we've not had much no, we've not had much of that at all um you're welcome no i'm teasing um but i didn't I, say you haven't i said we haven't bite me um but but i think I, again i don't think it would be a problem at all for you to play with someone else with me not being there in the right circumstances and that's what this whole thing is about right it's about the circumstances mm -hmm. agree and i think we, we we talk about my sexual fluidity we've, we've done a whole podcast on that um but i think our play styles are fluid and i think we potentially are looking at opening up that our play styles to maybe some more different opportunities much like we have as we've talked about all the chapters of our marriage mm -hmm. and bringing other things into these dynamics who knows when we'll actually have an opportunity to explore this um, with the lovely global pandemic. Again, it, it, it's looking at those different play styles. And I think, you know, it it's much like where we're going to transition to in our sexy story. I think, I, I don't think we'll have a steady diet of any one thing. Um, no, no. We don't now. We don't now. And, and we don't, I don't think we will. No, I just don't think we will either. So anyway, I think it's, it's an, intriguing possibility you know it's much like when we first started into the whole swinging lifestyle mm -hmm. the idea of talking about it and i won't say fantasizing about it but just it starts there we'll, we'll start that dynamic now and and we'll see i don't know again i think it's about an evolution and and that's that's pretty cool yeah i've enjoyed it yeah it's been great so, but I think our listeners do deserve a sexy story. They do. It's sexy story time. All right. Sexy story time. It's sexy story time. Yeah, it's about that time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. What story do we have today, Paul? This sexy story is going to go back, I'll say a couple of months, mm -hmm. where we had a long weekend in the Blue Ridge Mountains at a cabin. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful there. That we, we had never done that before. No. Had a cabin with another couple. Yep. A couple we've actually known since, almost since the origin of our tribe. Close. They were some of the first people mm -hmm. we've kind of pulled into our tribe and have been friends a long time. Yeah. And we talked with this couple regularly which is really nice this trip we've actually already posted some pictures of you mm -hmm. from the trip mm -hmm. on twitter and instagram which were really sexy we mm -hmm. kind of did an in the woods shoot mm -hmm. when we started the trip yes we we knew it was in the mountains and we'd seen pictures of the cabin yeah had no idea how high up in the mountains they no. would be yeah and as we were driving down there it was a long trip it was multi-day actually mm -hmm. uh, as, as we get down there we were conversing with the couple we were meeting because they, they got there a little bit before we did. And we were literally on the way up the hill from where we thought the cabin would be. And and they were, I think it was kick message, said, hey, just so you know, the last hundred feet is steep. Like, okay. And we're doing the little switchbacks as we're climbing because it was switchbacks are a whole different animal for me anyway. Mm -hmm. We don't get a lot of switchbacks here. But... Mm -mm. As we're climbing, I'm like, oh, we make a turn. I'm like, oh, this is, this. they're right. This is really steep. Mm -hmm. Little did we know that was not the last hundred feet. We made one more switch back and we're looking. It felt like straight up in the air. And we oh. could see the cabin. They were on the balcony looking at us. I'm like, I don't think we can make it up there. It was like a roller, like the, the first hill in a roller coaster. It was. I, that's and I'm we're in my car, not well, we even were in screaming the truck. Mm -hmm. and then looking over the edge, going, "That's a long way down." It is. It's a long way down. So that was actually we we arrived at the cabin, mm -hmm. finally made it up the hill. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It actually was a big enough cabin that you know they advertised that it sleeps twenty, and there were four of us, which yeah. was awesome. Lots of room. Yep. It was beautiful. It had indoor and outdoor fireplaces. Yep. It had. All kinds of room everywhere. The balconies were wraparound on two levels, mm -hmm. which were fun that we used later. But we got to spend... And there was nobody around. Like you couldn't... No, we couldn't see anybody. You could see cabins in the distance, but it wasn't like there was a cabin right next to us. I mean, it was very isolated. We, we picked it... Well, they picked it on purpose. Yes. And well, the view, you could see multiple bends in the river from the top of the mountain mm -hmm. we were in. 
but it was it was one of the most scenic things we'd seen in a while. Yeah. Outside and inside, inside. Mm-hmm. the couple was a very sexy couple. Yes, we were they were. Too. We got to spend a lot of time just reacquainting with them. We hadn't seen them in a while. Dinners and actually we hit some wineries with them, which mm-hmm. was fun. They are fantastic cooks individually. Yep. Together, I think I gained 10 pounds that weekend. They it took me a month to work it off. Mm-hmm. Um, Good food. He's he's the grill master. She's the kitchen master. Mm-hmm. And they're really good cooks. They are so. really good cooks. But they're very sexy people too. Well, the sexier part of the picture, you know, that I've set the stage, mm-hmm. was, well, the environment. But the I'll say the two ladies, you and Jennifer, were just extremely sexy the whole week. Mm-hmm. We actually posted a picture in front of the fire we on did. Instagram of the two of us. There was a an outdoor hot tub mm-hmm. with a fireplace right next to it with a seating area. Spent every day multiple times in the hot tub talking, listening to music, flirting. But the highlights were in the evenings when it got dark, we had the fire stoked, watching the two of you dance. You know, just mm-hmm. the silhouette of... Well, your your two silhouettes dancing with the red and orange and yellow fire behind mm-hmm. it was sexy as all get out. It was, and she danced by herself for a while, too. Yeah, she did. That was fun. That was really hot. And you two danced very intimately together. Mm-hmm. Nice girl-on-girl mm-hmm. show. It was interactive at points, too. I remember I was sitting in the seating area and got some nice lap dances. Yes, you did. I did. It was fun, but it was, I was torn between wanting to watch and wanting to engage. It was like, this is just as sexy as it gets. I was glad we got a couple of pictures that we could post because the visual was hard to put into words. It was, yeah. It was so sexy. Mm -hmm. Even in the hot tub, it was a lot of drinking and a lot of drinking that week. Drinking, eating, and flirty conversation Mm -hmm. the whole time. And play. And play. um, Varying degrees of types Mm -hmm. of play, Mm -hmm. which was fun. Oh, the hand jobs. The hand jobs are a thing, but one of the, one of the highlights, I mean, we ended up playing with them off and on, at least a little bit every day, mm-hmm. but we had always ended up back together as two couples, mm-hmm. usually right next to each other, which was even more fun with a couple of weeks. Sometimes they would go back to their room. Sometimes we would go out on the balcony. Sometimes they would go right into the door and bend her over the pool table. Yes, Not that I actually, remember. Hey, 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 since some of us do remember that vividly. <laughs> um, that was fun watching. We, we were out next to the fireplace and we're like, they're going inside and the, the lights were still on. They went in and the pool table, she was on her back with her hands above her head in the pool table and he was pounding her, standing upright. And it, it was one of those you can't not watch. Mm-mm. Very, very erotic. We mm-hmm. find out later the degree of difficulty was higher than we thought because I think she was on top of pool balls and had her <laughs> had her ass on the rail while he was on his tiptoes. So kudos to them for pulling it off seamlessly. But it was so golf clap. Golf clap. Well done. It was it was it was really hot. It was. But even after that, they they go on their way and we'd already played once. We went out on the balconies where you could see over into the valley. It was mm-hmm. night, moonlit. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's full moon. I think you and I played with you, Ben, over the balcony at least a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. But there was one night, and you didn't believe me. I'd heard down in the valley, mm-hmm. I think there's a swingers party going on down there. You're like, no, it's just a party. Well, we're starting to go at it. And then you could hear this engagement. Well, of, we were actually sitting in the hot tub before we started playing, remember? And we were listening because it, it was quiet. They had they had gone inside. Yeah. And you could hear words. And we could hear the same word a lot. Yes. Um, yes. But it was, it was very, so it was very clear that it was, that there was um, partner swapping going on. It was. It yes. was. And there were a lot of them. Yes. It was an orgy. It was. It was great. And it was, it was. It was hot to listen to. Oh, it was to. very hot to listen to. And, and it was kind of coming up over the valley because we said there was an up cabin close. It was maybe half a mile away, like. Probably. And But it was down below us. Just well We below. were at a higher mm-hmm. elevation. And it was one in the morning, two in the morning. It was, it was like late. Two, it was late. So we could hear the echoes and you hear owls and orgy. And then your responses when you came multiple times. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. This was like. Good little time we had going on. It was, yeah. That was really hot. I was really afraid I woke them up. 
Right. Oh, right. what are our friends? Our friends. Oh no! So yeah, you yeah. didn't wake the ones up. They were well awake down below. Yeah. No. They, I'm um, sure they. We gave them. We gave them the same um, audible show that they gave us. Maybe a fraction, because there were a lot of them. Well, there were a lot of them. So yeah. I have to be honest. If you were listening to this podcast and you go back and check and see when our original trip was, and you were in a cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains, you you need to reach out to us because you do. That was really we hot. The, we want the details. We do. Yeah. And even the next morning, I was up early. Mm-hmm. One of the women and all of the men went at it again. It was hot again, and yeah. then they were gone. Yeah. Like, oh, that was just the quickest party ever. Yeah. But that was really a nice little surprise that it we. Was. You didn't believe me when I. There's a swingers party going down in there. No, yeah. it's just a party. Yeah. No, it's more than that. Yeah. So that was fun. But I remember the the night that that. Uh, we played inside the cabin. Yes, that's where I was going next because mm-hmm. that was the highlight mm-hmm. when we were all kind of around a fireplace with couches everywhere. And we were kind of back and forth with who was with who, just mm-hmm. very soft, swappy kind of mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that we played a lot, just mm-hmm. touching, kissing, casual. Yep. And as usual, we kind of went our own, you know, you were on one couch, I was kind of in a middle couch, and then they were over here on the other side, and I still had my hand on her ass and my hand on your leg mm-hmm. while she was sucking him as he was standing up, mm-hmm. which was smoldering hot, just the visual with mm-hmm. the backlit light, mm-hmm. and then you did something you never do. Mm-hmm. No, I rarely you, do it anyway. You rarely do. You are not a masturbation type person. I don't masturbate. You, you whipped out one of your toys. It was a womanizer. And were and locked eyes with him while he was getting the blowjob. And then you two fed off of each other. That was so hot. And it was amazing. And you, yeah. and you both climaxed at a right about the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. feeding off of each other. Yeah. And I mean, I was kind of Switzerland in the middle watching everything going uh-huh. on. My contribution to that evening up to that point was it was so hot where I squeezed her ass so tight I think I bruised her. And I know I bruised your leg because I was holding both sides. It was hot. It wouldn't have been the first set of bruises you gave her. No, it wasn't the first set of bruises I gave her. I have a solid grip. (laughs) Yes, so. Which is probably why it's good I don't masturbate a ton because I would (laughs) really be in damage mode there. So, um, no, I squeezed her a little too hard on more than one occasion. But it was that that night. Well, the whole week was just very relaxing and erotic mm-hmm. all in the same time mm-hmm. and fun. It was. We had a blast. We did have a blast. And again, like you said, it was sort of flirty, fun. And I was really turned on. We had brought the toys up because we had been sleeping downstairs and they were kind of on the main level. And the living room was on the main level. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go get my toy and, you know, let's see what happens. And again, like you said, that's so not me. But we we did that whole, which is my favorite part of sort of parallel slash soft swap play, is that we escalated one another. Like you said, we fed off of one another and the energy was just, it was, it was incredibly hot. And, and again, there's, there's a very few people who've ever seen me do that. It's not. It's not my style anyway. Like I just, it's, it doesn't do much for me. It did that night. It did that night. Yeah, that was, it was really hot. That was, I mean, we enjoyed that. So. It was a good time. It was. So it was good to engage with friends again. Mm-hmm. But even the, just during the course of a few days, the very casual play styles, we love that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, even the flirty part was so fun. It was, it, it's that... Being able to be your authentic self, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get to completely be that way with your vanilla friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the middle of the stupid pandemic. And so being with friends in general is hard. Even, you know, we've done the virtual dates and whatnot, and it was wonderful, but just not the same. And so I think, you know, again, as we talk about what the, you know, this is, what will the play style evolve to be? I think it's just going to be a a smorgasbord. It is. That's I like that. not such a bad thing. No. We are very lucky people. We are very, very lucky people. Absolutely. And we're really lucky people that we have amazing people in our tribe. Yes. And, and thank, I appreciate all of them. Thank you, Jennifer and Patrick, for the mm-hmm. fun time. Yeah. That was again. A, it, was a great, it was a great trip. It was a great, great trip. 
So on that note, I think it's about time. It's time we go play. Let's play. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the New With Tags podcast. We love having you in our tribe. Follow us on Twitter at New With Tags Pod. Or you can email us at newwithtagspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find sexy pictures of Jamie on Instagram as New With Tags Podcast. Now, go out there and live your most authentic lives. Seize the day. Seize the day.